You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Top Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Your co-host, Danny. And we got a full show for you today. Little college football, NFL, and FIBA basketball. That's the lineup. But it's going to be full. But first, Danny, right into college football, man. And where the Colorado Buffaloes, they do it again. Coach Prime has these boys 2-0. Now it's 2-0 right now. We're going to see what happens because they got a full and, and hard schedule coming up uh, with the likes of Oregon and USC and, and some other schools here. But, Danny, against Nebraska and where Nebraska's coach tried to call out Coach Prime, Matt Rule. And let's just say you all have seen it by this juncture, man. I mean, it's all over social media. All of Coach Prime's pregame speeches, his halftime speeches, and postgame uh, pressures and all. And in his pregame speech, man, he mentioned that it's personal. And the players take that on, and they take it onto the field. And just like his son said on the field, man, it's personal. Danny, all I can say is this, man. Shadur Sanders goes 31-42 for 393 yards, two touches, I mean, he is in the running for the Heisman Trophy. I don't see how anyone else can put it. He's in the running. Now, again, Colorado has this tough schedule coming up against, uh, like I mentioned, USC, Oregon, uh, Oregon State. I mean, the list goes on and on, man. Uh, But they face off next week against their rival, Colorado State. Oregon, USC, Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State. That's the next uh, few games that uh, they have. What a weekend in college football. What say you about these Colorado Buffaloes? Jason, that game actually started off where it was a shutout in the first first quarter. It was 0-0. And then Colorado got on the board in the second quarter where they went to halftime up 13-0 and then took over from there. I look at it as it was a statement game. Because coming off that high of beating TCU, you just didn't know. It was their first home game, you know, playing in front of your home fans and and all that was – the hoopla was going on after that first win. But I look at this game coming up where they should be heavily favored against Colorado State. I believe it's a night game on ESPN. And that's the one where – that's the game they cannot let be a letdown game. I, going in front of those games you mentioned where they start playing some tougher opponents um, from the Pac-12. So the games they should win, this will show uh, kind of how they're progressing. You just don't want to slip up against these teams you should beat now. And this was even before these first two wins. This was a team, they said if they get that one win, it should be Colorado State. So you just look, I'm looking at that game as don't let that one trip you up going into these tougher games, going to those games, being three and zero, 
and take care of business. And like you said, Shadur Sanders, man, he's playing lights out. He got it going. Uh, the defense obviously played really well. And Coach Prime, man, gets W number two. Coach Prime does it again. Uh, he's already exceeded what has been done last season. Like this second victory, he's already doubled the number of victories of last season. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's already exceeded uh, those expectations. He's going to, he's about to triple possibly <laughs> against Colorado State. They're already looking to be in the bowl game. He just needs six wins to get into a bowl. That's all. He's, he could be halfway there uh, in the first three games. Uh, so we'll see what happens here. And Danny, speaking of college football, a couple of surprises here. One with uh, Alabama taking an L against Texas. And let me, and this was in Alabama at that. And so we'll see what happens, man. But Bama is going to struggle this year, I believe. They're not going to be the strong Bama teams that we've seen of old. Uh, and so we'll see what happens here in the top four, especially in the playoffs here. But what say you about Bama? Jason, I think it's the quarterback. They've had a steady quarterback, a great quarterback at that, for how many years with Nick Saban? And this year is the first year where they haven't had someone who's a standout quarterback. This year may be that off year for Alabama just due to the quarterback play. Uh, but we'll see. They they have some time. They had to slip up against Texas. And this may open their eyes a little bit once they see the film on some things they can rectify going into uh, their conference schedule because you know that's brutal. But if they can't get that consistent quarterback play, uh, Alabama could be on the outside looking in. So true, Danny. And just as I say that about Bama, let me just say this about my Florida and the Rattlers who played uh, South Florida. Took an L, Danny. 38-24. We were in the game the entire way. Musa had three interceptions, two fumbles by the same student athlete. Uh, and we were still in the game, Danny. Uh, we were, they, we were right there. Uh, Musa threw for 374 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. A uh, couple of interceptions wasn't the fault. Uh, one was pretty much a Hail Mary, if you will. The other uh, was a timing issue, timing pattern issue there. Um, but we, we go ahead and we face off against um, West Florida. Division two uh, team here for our home opener. We'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to be a push around game. I think it's going to be a good game. But nonetheless, I think we're still in the driver's seat for the Celebration Bowl. Danny, this was a full weekend, man, right into the NFL and where your Atlanta Falcons wins uh, against these Carolina Panthers. Uh, what say you about your Atlanta Falcons? Well, Jason, this was the first game for B. John Robinson, our t talented and t vaunted rookie running back. I didn't, like I said last week, I didn't know what to expect. We didn't know because preseason, they don't play preseason. And what ended up happening was B. John and Tyler Algier split the carries more or less. Cordero Patterson was ruled out. So once he is back, I'm curious again to see how they split the carries and split, split the workload amongst the three. Um, Desmond Ritter had a modest game where he managed the game. He didn't throw a pick, but he is a younger player. 
And you're going to see that. It's only his fifth game starting. And at that first half was rough. I ain't going to be front. That was rough to watch because, you know, Bijan had the exciting play where he scored the touchdown, but we weren't throwing the ball and then we we're missing throws. And then, you know, it was just slow. Kudos to the defense. They kept us in the game. They played really well. Jesse Bates, who we got in offseason from Cincinnati, player of the game in my eyes. He he had two picks. He had a fumble recovery, a big play when Miles Sanders fumbled in the, I believe it was the third quarter. So I look forward to seeing what they do. And I think from the NFL in general, Jason, with no preseason, I think this the first quarter of the season is kind of like the feel-out period, right? Everyone's trying to get used to each other. And we'll highlight some other games, but I think the underlying is teams are just starting to get going. This is real-life action against real-life opponents in front, of, in front of fans and the whole nine. So great win by my Falcons, man. I got a little nervous, <laughs> but we got it. And those same Falcons we will face off against my Green Bay Packers come next week. But first, the Packers went ahead and they handle those little bears. And 38 to 20, a ninth straight through bears. Jordan Love goes uh, for 245 yards uh, for three touchdowns, 15 for 27. Uh, Aaron Jones, second half, blew up. Uh, unfortunately, he sat out the rest of the game uh, due to an injury there. But nonetheless, man, in the, Jordan Love and the Packers, they do it once again in Chicago. Uh, I would say this, Danny, I'm happy for what, I've, what I saw. I'm even going to say this about a kicker. Anders Carlson kicked a 52-yard field goal that could have gone maybe 62 yards. He has a leg. Mm -hmm. And so I think we could use that and leverage that, you know, uh, to get these points, man. So I say, all I have to say, the Packers are in good hands. Um, again, it was against Chicago. Chicago allowed the most points uh, per game last season. I can see them doing that again this season. Uh, I will say, though, man, I feel bad for Justin Fields. That offensive line of the Chicago Bears is atrocious for the third year in a row. And so one has to wonder, is Justin Fields going to remain the Chicago Bear? And yes, for this season, but what about moving forward? And I think he needs to really start thinking about that himself. He hasn't already done so. Mm -hmm. um, because Chicago just has never been a quarterback-friendly team down through the years. Just hasn't been. Green Bay Packers are going to be all right. I will say that any, one of the surprises of the NFL weekend was Thursday night when, those, when the Detroit Lions actually beat the Kansas City Chiefs by one point, where the Kansas City Chiefs actually unveiled their banner. And so these Detroit Lions... Um, they're different. And this NFC North division is going to be very interesting. What say you about the Packers? What say you about NFL weekend? Jason, the Packer game, it was 10 to 6 at halftime. 
And it'll be a 38 to 20. <laughs> the Bears is, if you remember last year, it was the same situation where it was, I think it was 10 6 or 13 6 or something like that. And then they just said, forget it, we're done. But Romeo Dobbs had a great game. Christian Watson didn't play. Uh, Jordan Love, I like we talked about last week, man. That division is wide open. This is where the Packers defense, if they stand up, you know, and come up, come to play, they should be able to hang with anybody as long as Jordan Love played the way he did yesterday. At first, you know, he was a little shaky because it was his first game, but he got settled in in the second half and made some good throws. And the Bears, I don't know, I don't know what to say about them. They, I just, you just want, you just hope it's just the first game. They just were bad and they can turn it around, but they didn't look good at all. That, that, their schedule is brutal. I, I, they may be the number one draft pick again next year, man. Yep. Even with, and they didn't even, like DJ Moore, they didn't even take advantage of using DJ Moore. No. His speed, no. like they didn't run any screens for him. They got some players on off. It's the old line, man. They, they don't, don't have any time. Up. The 49ers beat the doors off Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. They, Ayuk, McCaffrey look great. You got to talk about Dallas and New York last night. Uh, Dallas wins 40 to zero. And I know it was raining, but dang, New oh, York. Daniel Jones, your home opener. Yeah, Daniel Jones looked very pedestrian. He and he, I know he has that Kirk Cousins, you know, playing on national TV syndrome where he just doesn't play well for whatever reason. And last night was no exception. Dallas, you got to give them their defense was off the hook. They were just every time you looked up, you talked about the Packers sacking Justin Fields. Dallas was in the backfield by Daniel Jones. It seemed like every time he had no time to throw. So part of it was his offensive line. The other key game was the Dolphins and the Chargers where Tyreek Hill over 200 yards receiving over 10 receptions. The game was back and forth Tua put up over 450 yards in the air and they ended up winning that game by two. Tyreek is no joke, man. So if they can stay healthy, they'll be a problem. But that defense needs to play a little bit better to support the offense so they're not in shootouts every week and having to, you know, put up 450 yards in the air in order to um, win the game. How about you, Jay? Yeah, listen, you, you hit up on the games that I was interested in. But just to add, man, I didn't know what happened to the Cincinnati Bengals. They did not show up whatsoever against the lowly, can't say lowly anymore, against the Cleveland Browns. 24-3, Cleveland destroys the Bengals. I don't know what happened to the Bengals, man. I don't know. They just didn't show up at all. Bengals got some things to clean up. Uh, to your earlier point, this could be this preseason hangover. Um, mm -hmm. Joe Burrow didn't really play in the preseason at all. So, Maybe this is that throwaway game for the Bengals, but man, I would have expected them to score more than three points with that high uh, potent offense, man. Uh, the other thing I just want to make mention of here is uh, to the Dallas Cowboys, that 40-0 sh shutout. Listen, man, Marquise Bell, 
uh, Florida A&M Rattler uh, alum who had eight tackles, six of them solo, one tackle for a loss. Uh, he's doing his thing, man. He's shining bright. Uh, keep a uh, lookout for him, man, Marquise Bell. So we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. And now, lastly, Danny, to FIBA basketball, where the U.S. basketball team, man, they did not medal at all this go-around, man. They played in the bronze medal game against Canada, took an L. And fortunately enough, we advanced. Uh, we uh, were able to play in the Olympic Games. Uh, that's what we have to look forward to right now, Danny, because uh, this, this particular squad didn't do it. Um, you have stars already, you know, potentially committing or, or having heavy interest in being a part of the Olympic team. Uh, LeBron uh, has basically committed, and it seems like he's recruiting some players here right now, that being Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, uh, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, uh, and Draymond Green. Um, there's also word about Devin Booker. Damian Lillard, Darian Fox, and Kyrie Irving. Uh, let me just say this, Danny, with this particular lineup, and I'm pretty certain you're going to have to add some more, this is an old lineup. Everybody on here, man, is just about 30 years on up and old in terms of basketball terms. Uh, Devin Booker, probably the youngest one. Uh, Darian Fox, probably the youngest ones um, on the list here so far, uh, along with Jason Tatum. But, man... I think we need to look at getting a little bit younger, getting a little bit taller. Well, we need somebody with a little bit more girth. And we don't have to have a big man who all the time scores. We can have a big man who just totally defends. So that's something I think they need to really take a look at because the way that we lost, we got exposed. Where we got exposed defensively. Mm-hmm. Jared Jackson Jr. I think got exposed a little bit there. Uh, they didn't really play Brandon Ingram like that. Um, that may be an opportunity there, but nonetheless, there has to be a stiff on. Um, and it, right, we got the offense. We can score now. Don't get it twisted. But we got to have some defenders in the middle there. What say you about this Steve basketball team, Dan? You hit right on the head, Jay. Everyone was all over Steve Kerr about the defense. They're just getting they're just getting run up and down, and they couldn't stop anybody. Well, look in the last game against Canada, they they gave up 127. This may sound crazy, but even someone like Javale McGee, you know, if you have all these stars going, you need someone like that that knows his role and can defend. He has length. He's athletic. He's a little older, but you know, you need somebody to protect the rim. Honestly. So if you have all these, if depending on who ultimately goes to Paris, you just need somebody to protect the rim that has some aggression. Because Anthony Davis is that's not his that's not his role. He wants to score. He doesn't want to bang. Because those dudes, you know, when they play the global game, it's way more physical. So you need some people that can take that physicality. You can just dedicate them to that. Uh, you look at someone like Brooke Lopez, another one, just somebody to protect the rim. He's Brooke is, you know, as big as he is, you know, that may not, he could fit that game. All in all, they just need 
to improve uh, on the roster ahead of the Olympics. They have the berth. Now um, compliment Anthony Edwards and some of the guys that actually stood out on the team and don't overhaul it completely because there are some guys that actually had a good tournament. Uh, but I do agree that they do need some additions here. We'll see what they – they have some learn, learnings from this. And um, with LeBron leading the charge, I'm sure he can get some people there. It would be cool to see, obviously. But disappointment nonetheless for them taking forth. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.